Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Today Entitled Town Packers podcast. My name is Griffin. You can follow me on Instagram at All Day Packers, and I'm joined, as always, by my good friend Braun, who you can follow on Instagram at Lambo.Leapers. And we are coming back to you with another podcast, this time previewing the 5-1 and one Buffalo Bills, who the Packers will be taking on on Sunday Night Football. Bills are coming off of a bye week, of course, and the Packers are coming off maybe some of the worst football that I've seen. They're staring at 3-5, and five, but there's a chance that they're able to come out of this one with a victory. Braun, how are you? How are you feeling about this one? Uh, Well, we've got a lot to discuss with this one. It's a big game for Green Bay, and it had the potential to be a massive game coming into this when we looked at the schedule because we knew how good the Bills would be, and we're still kind of waiting for Green Bay to to get to that level where we feel like this is a Super Bowl kind of caliber matchup, but maybe, maybe we do turn it around. We'll see. We are pretty thin in some spots that we'll talk about with injuries and things like that. Uh, But I'm excited for the game overall, just for the opportunity to surprise some people, Griff. So Alan Lazard is out for this game. He injured his shoulder in the fourth quarter against Washington. Uh, He's not going to be able to go. So this receiving core, it was already bad to begin with, and now they just continue to get banged up. The good news is Christian Watson has started practicing this week. Sounds like he might be able to go. He's officially questionable. But I don't know. These receiving injuries, these receiver injuries, it's like this, this group is not good enough to begin with. So Alan Lazard being out... I don't think that really affects us that much, just because the baseline was already so low. Yeah, I mean, that is Rodgers' trusted number one uh, that we have, so it is tough. It's kind of like losing Randall Cobb. It's going to take something away because Rodgers is just willing to throw him the ball convicted. But I'm not sure what we'll do from the standpoint of who's going to get the most snaps and whatnot because Romeo Dobbs has been struggling, and and he knows that, and Rodgers knows that. So will he get as much playing time? As a guy like Christian Watson coming back, definitely not as much as Sammy Watkins, who's trying to get back healthy. We do have guys that Rodgers likes to throw the ball to, but a lot of them aren't going to be out there this week. So it's going to be tough to see and interesting to see who actually is going to go out there and make plays for us at that position. If anyone. There's a chance no one makes any plays. That's a possibility. We didn't get a chance to talk about Rodgers' comments from the Pat McAfee show that he made this Tuesday, where he was talking about how there are just so many mental errors on the offensive side of the ball, which we knew. But he was saying that some of these guys who are making repeated mental errors shouldn't be on the field, and some other guys need to be given opportunities. This makes you think, right? Well, first of all, that sent all of Packers Twitter, Packers everything, all Packers fans just into a full-on civil war. We're not going to get into that today, but I, I am interested, who is he thinking of where he's saying that some other guys are going to have to get opportunities? Because Is it Samari Torre? Because that's kind of it. You're right, Griff. I mean, when you look behind you, the guys we talked about, who is there really to even step up or a guy that you're clamoring to get a shot? All we have is Samari Torre, but he played a little last week, and but he's a seventh-round pick. Nobody's saying get him the ball. We don't have enough, really, and that's we've said it over and over again. Yet people are still so quick to blame the guy who's won back-to-back MVPs, the guy who's led this team for so many years and played at such a high level. People are so quick to blame him. It just it always it just blows my mind how quick people are to give him all the blame. When there's really a lot of things going on around him that he can't control, and I, I, it, I, I'll never understand it, but that's part of it too. Like we, don't, we have to find guys that are going to step up, but we literally don't have enough bodies for that to even be a possibility this week. 
Yeah, this is when they're going to be looking at a guy like Jawan Winfrey, who is on the practice squad, and the NFL. there's a maximum of three times that you can be brought up on game days to the active roster from the practice squad. Jawan has already been brought up three times this season, so they're going to have to either sign him to the 53-man roster, or he's not going to be playing on Sunday. But I feel like that's a move they're going to have to make, just because, like you said, there's just not enough bodies at the position. Okay, let's jump into this Bills game, Bron. The Bills are favored currently by 11 points. I've seen it as high as 12 earlier this week. They opened as 10.5 point favorites, but right now it's sitting at 11 points. That is the first time in Aaron Rodgers' career that he's ever been a double-digit underdog, which is not surprising considering that this is probably the worst offense, personnel-wise, that he's ever been a part of. So no one is giving the Packers a chance in this game, just like Aaron Rodgers predicted after the game, just like we all knew. Um, There's a good chance, you know, if if I was viewing this game just as an unbiased observer of football, if I was Rob Lowe with the NFL hat on, there's no way I would ever predict the Packers to even cover the spread. I mean, they just suck. They look terrible. They can't move the ball. Like, this should and be an easy, easy that... win for Buffalo. And the Packers are missing guys. And the Bills are coming off of a bye week. And they've looked unstoppable this season. But I don't know. Something about the Packers part of my brain, the Packers fan in me, I get the pom-poms out. And I'm like, they're going to have a chance, man. They have a chance yeah. in this game. Tell me how they I have think, a chance. I'll tell you how, Griff. I really think the defense is going to keep them in this game. And how do we really think that the Bills are going to score 40 points on this defense? Some people definitely do, but I'm not one of those people. And those people are probably right, but I'm going to be wrong here. Hopefully not, though. I'm still going to think that we're going to have a chance because the defense is going to put us in a position. And that's really what it is. It comes down to that. Maybe we hold the Bills to 25. Can the Packers score 25 points? Who knows? But we're going to be close. I think there's a chance that Rodgers... Rodgers talked about getting off schedule, doing some things on his own, trying to carry the offense a little bit by extending plays, getting outside the pocket. We haven't seen much of that this year. I would say more than in recent years, but still not enough to make a true impact on the game. The one, Some of, some of these bigger plays we've had this season, though, are coming from that. You look back to last week, the Rodgers to Jones touchdown that brought us back with a chance to win the game. That was him getting outside the pocket, making a play. All these other plays that you're going you're gonna to see this week I think are going to be Rodgers trying to play a little bit superhero because he knows that there's not much there for him to work with. I think he's going to try to do some things, play like an MVP, play like that run-the-table 2016-type Aaron Rodgers. He's got to kind of do that, I think, for us to have the best chance to win. I'm comfortable with the ball being in his hands, doing some things that are a little more reliant on him than in other years that we've had at Matt LaFleur as the head coach. Because I think it's going to give us the best chance to win a game like this where we need to do our best and we need to just come out and get a win. I think I'm excited about the opportunity even to see Rodgers try to do that again. Because he hasn't, he hasn't tried to take the offense on his back in many years. And I, I'm looking forward to, Rodgers said this, I'd like to see more uh, of him kind of getting out of the pocket, extending plays, and making plays on his own. That's what I'm looking forward to. I'm also looking forward to that with through an optimistic lens, assuming that goes well. That's going to be really fun because that's our childhood right there, man. Aaron Rodgers scrambling out, making plays. But the concerns with that are that he is quite immobile right now. Um, he has not looked very fast. I, I don't know if he scrambled a single time this season. Like, not a designed run, like a scramble. I don't think he scrambled a single time. Um, and he's just generally looked pretty slow, so I don't really know how that's going to go, him trying to make plays outside the pocket, but I'm all for it because, only because, this offense is trash. 
whatever game plan that Matt LaFleur and Rodgers have been putting together every week, it's been garbage. It's just been terrible. They have to do something different because they're on like a four game stretch here going back to the first half of the New England game of just like they're just spamming the flats over and over and over again and there is no one who's catching these passes that is making plays like they just go for three yards two yards these screen routes don't go for anything this quick passing game is not good enough and Leslie Frazier the Bills defensive coordinator you have to imagine he's going to be able to take that stuff away so right now based on what we've seen this season for most of the season this has been a useless offense they've done nothing well Rodgers can't get under center because of his thumb nobody can make a play downfield the zone runs from shotgun they've been going nowhere Matt LaFleur needs to come into this game with a new game plan and I don't know if you saw the clip Ron of Aaron and Rodgers or I mean Aaron and Rodgers Aaron and Matt talking before practice I think it was today the guy who tweeted it said that they were talking for 10 minutes and he's never seen them do that before a practice like that as Aaron's warming up they're like discussing notes what are they talking about maybe they're talking about receivers they want to target definitely not but I think that they're going to come into this game with a game plan knowing that they have no one Rodgers shows up in these games sometimes not always does he show up but usually he wants to win this game right he knows if he wins this game he is getting all the glory for carrying this band of junior high football players to a victory over the best team in football he is gonna play hero ball and people have been complaining that he's playing hero ball but he has not played hero ball yet but this game he might play hero ball and I think it might go well because you're right those have been some of the most successful plays that we've seen this season is when Aaron puts the team on his back rolls out of the pocket making plays downfield and if it's all it's all reliant on guys getting open and he's talking about these guys making mental errors that's people like Romeo Dobbs because Romeo Dobbs has several plays a game where Aaron is expecting him to adjust his route like on the uh, I'm sure we all remember this in the second quarter against Washington it was a play action rollout Romeo is on a post corner or, or a corner post he's faking the corner route bending it inside on the post route Rodgers has to scramble to his right and there's pressure coming so Rodgers got to get the ball out now Romeo is still faking the corner portion of the route and instead of just like following where Rodgers is going and adjusting his route on the fly and just running a corner he still ends up running the post route and then Rodgers throws it to the corner and it just looks like a terrible pass but that's the type of thing that has been going on all season and that's where Rodgers brings up the stuff the mental errors so that kind of that Rodgers running out of the pocket making plays backyard football it's all reliant on some of these guys stepping up and reading his mind like Devontae Adams used to like Jordy Nelson used to you know there's no one on this team who can do that quite yet another thing Griff too when you have to when you think about him getting out of the pocket we got to make sure we can control these guys on the outside you've got Greg Rousseau and then you've got Von Miller those two guys are playing at a really high level for the Bills and obviously Von Miller Super Bowl champion he's still playing at some of the best football you can play at at that position in this league so they're a concern but the good news is hopefully we'll have David back. Hopefully Elton will play. We need our offensive line to really play within the scheme and then also be able to adjust when Rodgers does want to get outside the pocket. When Rodgers has to scramble a little bit or, or move around, getting out of the pocket, can it's not just relying on him. The offensive line does have to kind of control the pocket and move guys around away from where Rodgers is trying to go. So that takes a lot of awareness that some of these younger guys don't have. But hopefully we can get that you know, we'll, hopefully we see them play well in that environment that may be a little different from normal. That That's one thing I think, though, that could hold back what we want to do and what we want to see 
with Rodgers kind of extending plays. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, he's going to have to be a lot more special than he's been this season if the Packers are going to come out of this one with a W. They're going to have to adjust something because how they've been playing is not going to be enough to win it. So whether that's letting Rodgers play hero ball, getting him out of the pocket, making plays like backyard football, it's it's got to be something. It's either going to be that or it could be the Packers shifting to just a run-first offense, a Cowboys-style offense I compared it to um, on Monday when we recorded the review episode. I think they might have to do that because... Whatever they've been doing, whatever you want to call that, it's been garbage and hasn't been working. So maybe this team would be better if they just committed to being a run-first offense. But the problem this week is that the Bills' defense is great. They're great against the pass. They're great against the run, too. They have a great D-line, like you mentioned, Von Miller and Gregory Rousseau. They are some of the best pass rushers in football right now. And they have good interior guys, too. So they, they are fifth in EPA per play against the run and fifth against the pass. Fifth overall. I think it's third overall, actually. But they are great against both. They really don't have any weaknesses. The Bills this year, man, the Bills are just like... This is their year. This ha- It's Super Bowl or bust this year for the Bills because that roster is just stupid good. They have players everywhere. So I don't know how much success that the Packers are going to find on the ground, but I don't think they're going to find much success through the air either. So well, it's going to be interesting what they what they try to do here. Hopefully they keep getting the ball in Jones' hands, right? Yes, Griff. He's going to have to be a focal point, just like he always should be. Um, but I do want to ask you one question with regards to the outcome of this game. Now, will we win? That's up for debate. But one thing I do think we're going to do is keep it close, make it entertaining, make it feel like we can compete at a high level. That's my hope, at least. But if we do that and lose, how would you feel about this team? Does it make you feel any better? Or do you just really think we need to win at this point because we're sitting at 3-4, and four, we're going to be digging ourselves into a deeper hole if we, would do, if we do come out with another loss? Would you feel good because we know how good the Bills are, would you feel good about us if we got within a touchdown or even maybe made it closer? Or do we really need to just come out with a win regardless of how we play, get one on the board, and kind of keep moving forward? Well, we need a win. They're 3-4. and four. Can't afford to lose any games that we don't have to. But if they keep it close, I think I'll feel good about this team if they keep it close. Knowing how good the Bills are, knowing how just strapped for talent everywhere that the Packers are on offense. If they're able to keep it close, I will feel pretty good, especially if it's because the defense keeps us in the game, which we've seen these past two weeks, the defense keeping us in the game. If they're able to keep us in the game and we score some points on offense, but just not enough, then it's going to be like, okay, well, the offense is getting better. We've seen the defense. They've been great. They were great against a team like Buffalo with that much talent. Um, I'll feel better about that, but three and five is going to suck. I say is going to, but it it might not happen. We could be we could be four and four. We could get back to five hundred with a win. We're not gonna win though. I'm I'm trying to uh, keep my expectations low, you know. Because if I if I come into this game all excited, like hundred percent, we can win this game, and then we lose, it's gonna ruin my life knowing that the Packers are three and five. Well, I I'm not sure I can be happy with just a loss that's close because we've been losing close games for a while. The standard is winning, right? We we need to win. I think we really need to come out and win. That's the thing. If we can't do it, then we can't do it. And then we're going to be 3-5. and five. And then what? We go beat the Lions, who have one win this year, and then start to feel good again? <laughs> I think then we need we to beat good, a really yes. good team. We need to beat a really good football team in order to really try to turn this thing around. It would be a big statement win on prime time where Aaron Rodgers and the Packers have been 12-0, and 0, since 2020. Rodgers has thrown 36 touchdowns, just one interception. This is the time where we have to come back, put ourselves in the middle of this thing. The Buccaneers just lost 
against the Ravens on Thursday Night Football. I feel like this is our chance to kind of move forward and, and get ourselves back in that playoff conversation because we need to turn it around quick here. I just don't think we can afford another loss. And I won't feel good about losing any football games going forward. Yeah, I get that. It's going to be tough this week, though, man. The, the Bills are just, they are crazy right now, man. They're averaging 44.9 yards per drive. That's number one in the NFL. Josh Allen is, I think he's the MVP favorite right now, or he should be, because he is playing out of his mind. You've always been a Josh Allen believer, Bron. I have not been. Um, but he yeah, has proved me was, wrong, because yeah, he looks like I, a, I always thought Josh was going to be good. But I do, um, do want to say... The MVP conversation in week eight's a little much, Griff. Week eight? What do you mean? It's not week two. Week eight, that's like almost halfway through the season. Rodgers won it in week 12 last year, did he not? He did, yeah. But I'm just saying he's probably the favorite right now. We're not even halfway through this thing. Like, like Let's calm down a little bit. Okay. Russell Wilson okay. is usually the MVP by this time of the year, so let's hold on. <laughs> yeah, maybe, this is, maybe Russ is getting his bad half out of the way first, and then he's going to storm back. I don't know. But no, Allen, He's actually terrible, so... so. He's really bad. But I went ahead and watched the Miami-Buffalo game from week three because that was that's the Bills' only loss this season. I wanted to see how they lost that game. And it really came down to Miami was blitzing the life out of Buffalo. They blitzed them, I think, close to 30 times. And it worked well for most of the time. They also played a lot of man coverage behind that, of course. About 50% of the time, the Dolphins were playing man coverage in that game. That's by far the most the Bills have seen this season in a single game. So thinking about how Joe Barry played the Commanders last week with all of our blitzes, we were sending Devondre Campbell on blitzes. We haven't done that a whole lot this year, but I think he had nine blitzes against uh, the Commanders. And we've been playing more man coverage these last two weeks. We've been having Jair shadow their guys. So I wonder if he's going to take a page out of that Dolphins defense, which we know is so exotic. I wonder if he's going to try to replicate that game plan. It is very risky blitzing a guy like Josh Allen. It's very risky. Against the Blitz this season, he's completing only 59.8% of his passes, but the thing that jumps out to me is he's only been sacked three times. Like, three sacks. That's it. That's it against the Blitz. He, he can run, man. That's what it is. He's able well, to he get out. out of That's the why it's so really risky. Well. Because yeah. when you, you kind of have to have a quarterback spy behind that. Otherwise, he can make you pay for that when you're playing man coverage and blitzing a bunch of guys. I don't know, but this is like a new Joe Barry. Because coming We're into this game... We're not physical enough for this. We're just not physical enough. Like, you watch some of these other teams fly around. Like, we just don't play enough physical football for this. Like, we don't have those big... Like, even the way we make plays, it's just very gentle. Like, I don't... That's a little... I'm being very critical, but, like, <laughs> we go... We we go around and we don't like fly around, use our bodies, make tackles. Like it's it's a lot of arm grabbing and it's a lot of diving on the ground. Like we we just don't we're not that physical, hard hitting football team that some of these other teams are. Like when you look at the Buccaneers and others that have like really strong defenses that are very physical, but we have to because Josh Allen's one of those physical quarterbacks. He runs the ball well. It's going to be tough to bring him down, especially once he gets out in open space. Like I'm concerned about that aspect of defending him. But the good thing is, is they know that he can do that really well, so we have to kind of go in and prepare for it. And they're going to be ready, I hope. We just have to kind of create turnovers more and then keep it going on offense a little bit, trying to establish the run enough to where we can use our play action and then let Rodgers get outside the pocket and make those plays we talked about earlier in the show. Yeah, if we're able to control the ball and the defense is not on the field as much as they've been these last two weeks, then that's going to be huge. Because, like I talked about getting Allen under pressure, their right tackle, Spencer Brown, is out for this game. They're going to be starting David Questenberry, who is a veteran. He's a, you know, I'd call him a, I'd call him a starter in this league, but not a good one. He was drafted in 2013. 
Um, and the Bills, they're also weak along the interior offensive line. Roger Saffold at left guard, he's having, I think, his worst season um, of his career after all those great seasons in L.A. And Ryan Bates at right guard, he, this is his first full season starting. And uh, he had a 23.4 pass blocking grade against the Kansas City Chiefs two weeks ago. So, and Jaron Reed, you know, we know how good Kenny Clark is, but Jaron Reed has been a sneaky good pass rusher. So if Rashawn Gary, who is questionable with a concussion, if he's able to go in this game, then I think the pressure is going to be able to get home, even without blitzing, because I really don't want to blitz in this game. It's just so risky. But if we're able to get pressure with four guys, Preston Smith going up against Deion Dawkins at left tackle, then I think that's we're going to have success because Josh Allen is a freak, but he's definitely at his worst under pressure, just like all quarterbacks are. But he's only completing, I think, 53% of his passes under pressure this season. So if we're able to get him under pressure, make him get the ball out, not chuck it 40 yards downfield over our heads because he doesn't have time to do that, then that's got to be the path to victory on defense, right? Yeah, and I think it starts with Jair probably when he follows Stephon Diggs. I think it's got to be a little bit tighter than it was last week against Terry McLaurin. I think he's got to play a little better. I'm expecting him to rise to the occasion, though, especially for a matchup like this. Uh, that should be a lot of fun. And, and you know, same thing for Eric Stokes and Rasul Douglas. They have to play very well against these receivers because they love to throw it deep. That's the thing. Will we be too protective of the deep ball this game? That's a possibility because they love to do it. So that's their offense. We have to game plan for what they're going to throw at us, and it's a strong, strong possibility that's what they do. Now, what does that mean for the way we operate on defense? Will we play a lot more tight man coverage, or will it be some more cushion? Will it be a little more too safety stuff than we've been doing these past few weeks? I think the opportunity is there for us to keep that going, and then maybe also combine what we've been doing with Jair and the, the other corners manning up, getting very close to the line of scrimmage, but also making sure that we can prevent the big plays by having those safeties deep. That's probably going to be the game plan largely, and, and we'll see how much man they run. But it, it's gonna, that's the part that, that's always interesting. When you look back on the game, go in to look at their game plan on defense and see what they were trying to stop, what kind of defenses they were throwing at. Um, these different offenses that we've had to play, and this is by far the best offense we've we've seen through eight weeks. So what kind of looks will they throw at Josh Allen and these receivers? And, and are they scared of the running game at all because they don't have a ton of talent there? That's the one positive. But they do run the ball decently well based on just how well they throw it. But what will they really look to challenge? And, and that's the main question, and we'll see if it pays off. Going back to Miami's game plan, the, the Bills' offense is touchdown to checkdown on every single play. They can score from anywhere on the field. There's just so many deep routes with this. But against the Dolphins in Week 3, Josh Allen's average depth of target was only 5.9 yards down the field, his lowest of the season. Every other game is above 7.4 yards, but the the Dolphins made it, made it a priority, not so much with too high coverages because they were blitzing a ton. It was a lot of single high. But they were just leaving the flats uncovered, pretty much. They were giving Josh Allen his checkdowns. And I think that's how you have to play him. Because if you take away the deep stuff and you force him to be patient, he's going to, his entire career, he gets a little antsy. He gets a little frustrated with that. And he's going to throw some up. The Dolphins, they didn't intercept him once. But I think he had six turnover-worthy plays. He threw it to the Dolphins a bunch, especially late in that game. So if you force him to be patient, he's going to give you opportunities for turnovers. And turnovers, as we know, Braun, are going to be huge for this Packers team without an offense, without a good offense, giving them more possessions, more opportunities to score, especially if it's good with good field position. That's going to be huge. So if there is a path to victory in this game, which some would say there isn't at all, but if there is a path to victory, it's going to be creating turnovers, 
trying to control the clock as much as we can because the big plays, as much as I would love it, it's not going to happen. They're not going to be there. So we have to control the clock, hopefully run the ball. When on third downs, on third and longs, let Rodgers scramble, make plays on his own because that's the only hope for the offense. And then on defense, don't get beat deep, which is hard because even when we do play like that prevent style of defense, our safeties, Darnell Savage usually is out of position or Eric Stokes and we give up the big play anyway. But don't get beat deep too many times and then create turnovers. Give the offense more opportunities to score. And I think it could be close. It could be close. Even all of this, all of this breaking our way, I don't know if they're going to be able to win. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I don't know. I have a little faith. I, fe- I always felt like this was the game that if we're going to go and turn it around, it's going to be here. Just because of the magnitude of it, I don't think the Bills are going to be expecting us to come out and play well. Nobody really is. Everybody's expecting a beatdown. But if we make it close and start surprising Josh Allen, that's when he's going to start to get antsy. And like you said, we've seen it happen. He does... Just like Tom Brady does. Everybody does. You, you know, it's probably except Aaron Rodgers. They get antsy. Mahomes will do this too. And they just start throwing the ball when they're really not sure that a guy's going to be open. And there's our chance. You know, that we just have to take advantage of those few times. And if things start to get a little too close and the Bills feel like they might have a, a way that this is going that they weren't expecting, that's when we can capitalize and have the momentum turn our way and try to win this football game. And I'm excited for the opportunity. Aaron Rodgers talked about the opportunity to really surprise some people and take advantage of that underdog mentality that we're going to have going into this because we are such heavy underdogs. So this is it. We have to come out and get a win. And hopefully we're not talking about a loss next week. But if we are, it's going to be a lot of talk about trade conversations. And then if that doesn't happen, where are we, right? Like what? how can we be comfortable in that situation How can we be confident that we're going to win football games when we didn't try to improve the roster? Hopefully we don't have those conversations because they won't be fun. Yeah, trade deadline is Tuesday, November 1st. And this game could be huge in that. This game could be huge. Three and five versus four and four. like a lot of other games for other teams too that we're looking to maybe trade with. Right, yeah. Like teams like Denver who there are reports that if they lose to Jacksonville, they could start selling. A couple other teams like that. So it's going to be an interesting week here. This is going to be a huge game. And knowing that... The Packers are probably going to lose. It's going to make it more enjoyable for me. If they suck, then oh well, I expected it. But if they win, oh boy, that's going to be fun. It's going to be real fun. Chance to turn the entire season around. Okay, that's going to do it. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back next week with the uh, review podcast, a little bit longer than this one, talking about the Packers' victory or defeat over the Buffalo Bills. And, uh, yeah, make sure you turn on the notifications so you don't miss that one. You can listen to that one right when it comes out. And leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, rate us five stars, send us feedback, DM us on Instagram, at Today in Titletown. Follow me on Instagram at All Day Packers. Follow Braun on Instagram at Lambo.Leapers. And that is everything. Man, go Pack Go. <laughs> this is going to be a fun game. Go Pack Go. Thanks for listening, everybody. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.